If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, IGN's weekly Xbox show. It is episode 582 for February 15, 2023. I'm Ryan McCaffrey here with you as always. And as always, I'm joined by, to my immediate left, Miranda Sanchez. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Stella Chung, how are you? I'm good. Rocking the designer I Xbox yeah. gear this week. <laughs> it is very soft and cozy because it is very cold today. You know what I like about that is it's, it actually doesn't use a single Xbox color. Which I like. Like, it's like, it's a little something different. I know. Right? It was made for me. It was yeah. perfect. It's got the, the hair gradients that yep. I got going on. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> perfect, perfect uh, attire today. And then joining us, uh, an old friend we haven't seen him in a little while, Ray Apollo from Twitch. Welcome back, sir. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. It is good to have you back. Uh, Ray, for folks that may not remember... Remind everybody what you get up to on a day-to-day -day basis at Twitch. That's and, right. Yeah. Oh, man. For the uninitiated, hey, my name's Ray Apollo. Uh, I work at Twitch as a community marketing manager. I handle all of our community education over on the Creator Camp. But outside of that, uh, I am also a creator myself. I stream on Twitch. Uh, I post a lot of uh, video game-related information and whatnot and reactions on Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm very much a, uh, a consumer. But also, I would like to, after I consume, I like to share my feelings and feedback with all of you and react at the same time. So, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're consuming, but then regurgitating like a mama bird. A mama, mama bird, oh. Yep. You're, you're, getting, you're getting mama bird. That's right. Oh. Birds are so nice, yep. though. See, it's, it's just nature. Right. What? Yeah, it's yes. a happy ever. It's, it's natural. They all uh, do it. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Ray Apollo, correct? That's right. That's right. Uh, Ray Apollo everywhere. And if you get, uh, if, Trust me. All right. This happens all the time. If you see Doink the Clown, it's because we share a name and that's fine. I think it's cool, but uh, I'm not Doink the Clown. So there you go. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, and for, for those of you that, that uh, may not recall the last time Ray was on the show, I guarantee you that you will adore Ray by the end of this podcast because he is that fun. He is that enthusiastic. And I wish I could just bottle your... <laughs> joy ray and and just and just bathe in it to to you know, be uh to be as happy of a person as you are i hear there's a market for it so uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll see well maybe there's a business opportunity here uh <laughs> after the podcast all right let's get started we've got uh, our february ign first is a big one this month that is our monthly cover story you know i tried to bring back the old school magazine uh, gaming magazine cover bring that to ign and uh, this month, we are exclusively covering Star Wars Jedi Survivor all month long. I got to go down to Respawn a few weeks ago, and we've got some cool stuff on IGN right now, on IGN's YouTube page, including a nine-minute gameplay video. The first time anybody's actually seen extended chunks of this game rather than a you know quick sizzle trailer. So don't miss that stuff. Keep tuning in all month long for a lot more on that. Let's get started with our big topics for this week. Kind of a weird potpourri of topics. 
Um, I actually had a tough time deciding, well, what's what's the headline topic this week? How do, how do I title this episode? Whether I pick the right thing or not, you can decide after you hear all the topics. We'll start here. Microsoft has admitted that putting games on Game Pass leads to a marked decline in game sales. As reported by GamesIndustry.biz, the confirmation was included as part of the UK Competition and Markets Authority's provisional report on Microsoft's proposed $69 billion merger with Activision Blizzard. Embedded within the 277-page document was a short paragraph revealing that Microsoft had submitted an internal analysis to the government body that showed a, quote, redacted percent, they're not saying exactly how much, redacted percent decline in base game sales 12 months following their addition to Game Pass, end quote. That admission clashes a bit with remarks made by Phil Spencer back in 2018, wherein he claimed that adding titles to Game Pass actually boosted sales. Well, uh, Ray, there's, I'll start with you here as our guest of honor. There's a little bit of a duh factor with this, right? Like, of course, yes. if you can play it on Game Pass, you're probably not going to necessarily reach to buy it right away. Right. And I mean, I feel like for the, the average person, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to play it on Game Pass because that's the whole reason why I think it exists, right? I'm not, I'm not going to buy it again unless I'm somebody who really wants to support uh, that dev or that publisher. Uh, I mean, just think about it. If, I, if Taco Bell gave me a taco subscription, I'm not going to buy extra tacos unless I really, really like those tacos. But I, I have the subscription because I'm hungry and I want to play the games that they give me. So absolutely. And plus, when he said that in 2018, I mean, that was in 2018. It is now 2023. A lot of time has passed. The, the market is completely different. Yeah. Uh, the economy is completely different. Like it's, yes, he said that, but that was then literally this is now. Uh, where are the tacos, Ray? You just, you just <laughs> promised me tacos. <laughs> um, I'll get you those after the show. <laughs> All good. It is, we do have, this, sh this podcast is right before launch. So yeah. it's always just <laughs> like, well, I'm going to be hungry now, but that's okay. Uh, Stella, I'll go your way next here. It, I mean, does this, I guess the bigger question besides, you know, this is obvious, like, of course, game yeah. sales are going to suffer a little bit, but question is, does it matter? Let's start with, does it matter to Microsoft and does it matter to gamers? I was going to, yeah, thank you for, for segueing perfectly into this because that's also where I wanted to go. Um, I don't think so because all, it seems like a lot of developers are very happy with the way that their games do perform, how many people are able to play them day one because uh, let's let's be real, games are really expensive and like especially right now people are trying to figure out like maybe you're trying to move, maybe you're trying to figure out like how to pay rent, you know, eggs are really expensive now too yeah. so maybe do you want eggs or do you want a video game you know like you gotta Oof. toss those things out so like the fact that you can get a video game day of and be like oh my god i'm not gonna miss out i can actually play this or like oh i've been meaning to play this for a while it's finally on game pass this is awesome i think i can't speak for them but i feel like developers I, th I think i did read somewhere that developers are happy with the way that their games have been performing overall and that they're just really happy that people can play them which yeah. so i feel like of course game sales are down but People are still playing the games and they can buy additional content for them. So, I mean, look at the, the super recent example of Hi-Fi Rush. Would that game mm. have gone viral? Would it have blown up? Mm -hmm. now, it's a great game. We're not saying it's it's not. Uh, it's But would it have had as much of a moment as it had and is still having, by the way, yeah. without Game Pass? Probably not, right? Yeah, especially hot dropped like that with yeah. no other advertisement mm -hmm. before. That's a good There's point. no way. Yeah. yeah. I think if you look at a lot of the games that did perform well because they were like surprise release, shadow release, whatever you want to call it, um, a lot of those end up being free or able mm. to be part of some sort of subscription where you can say, like, and now it's available and you can just go play it because you already own this or it's free to play or whatever it may be. So you can instantly go in, try it out and get to be part of this like really exciting moment, you know? Ray, let me ask you a question. Have you played Forza Horizon 5? Ah, uh, yes. Big fan of Forza Horizon 5. Yes, <laughs> Had absolutely. you played a Forza Horizon game prior to Forza Horizon 5? Um, truthfully, no. I had not. My point? Right, okay. Yeah. See, there's, there's two. You both, you both of you are my point exactly. Forza Horizon, now, that, it's, it's, that is a series that is super near and dear to my heart. Uh, I have been just a champion of that since the beginning. Uh, and... Five, Forza Horizon is such a perfect example of how Game Pass can be a very much a success story, even for you know not just not just smaller indie games that might have trouble getting noticed otherwise, but for the big games too, because there's so many people. 
I mean, you, you two are great examples. There's a lot more people that, that qualify uh, for this on the, in the IGN office where people like our co-founder, Per Schneider, and Luke Riley, our car guru in our Australian office, and me, all the car guys would be screaming to everyone every two years, every time a Forza Horizon game came out, you guys have to play this, it's so good. And everybody would be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool yeah. for you. But through Game Pass, uh, I believe it was Forza Horizon 4 was the first, I think was the first one to go into Game Pass. And I believe that happened Gosh, what year was... Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm getting lost in the weeds. It started to build momentum. Like, the player base got bigger and bigger and bigger mm -hmm. for Horizon, leading to 5, where finally, it it's day one into Game Pass. The nerds like me, the car guys, are playing it right off the bat and saying, guys, this is the best one yet. This is a 10 out of 10. And so then the rest of you go... Okay, it's on Gamepad. Why not? I'll just download it yeah. and go. And it brings, and it just more and more new Forza Horizon those fans. exact words. Well, why yeah. not? Great. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose some quick context for that, too, is that I think there's an assumption that we get all video games that come out, and that's not really true. Like, sometimes we do actually, you know, we do buy games, and we don't always get those for free as part of work. So sometimes if, like, we want to invest in something, it's like, well, do I want to have to spend my $60 mm -hmm. of this particular paycheck on this game and, like, these two games? Or, or do eggs. I want to try this one? Or, or eggs. Um, or do I want to try it on <laughs> this one that Ryan's saying is kick-ass, but I really wanted to play this one. So I'm gonna have to wait, but yeah, exactly. Though since we're getting Game Pass, like we can at least go ahead and try those other yeah. ones. Yeah, High on Life's another great recent example as well. A game yeah. I think that yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Would have never played that uh, yeah. outside of Game Pass. To be honest with you, it, yeah. just, it didn't seem like it was something I'd be interested in. But I was like, again, it's on Game Pass. Why not? I'll give it a shot. Yeah, same tone of voice and everything. Yep. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Netflix, because the, the the comparison we we hear it all the time. It's the Netflix Game Pass is the Netflix mm. of video games, and I think the difference is that with Netflix shows, if there were no Netflix, you'd still be able to watch those shows probably at no additional cost, just on another network. Mm -hmm. You know, if, I mean, I guess we'd have to assume if. You didn't have Netflix, maybe you'd have a basic cable subscription, yeah. something like that. Cable? Uh, well, just again, <laughs> imagining for a moment that streaming had had not happened. Okay, right? okay, okay. A world without streaming. <laughs> yeah, right? just uh, so just rewind, you know, ten years or whatever it is. But but the difference is with games, if there's if if there's no Game Pass, you just you're not going to play those games because it's you'd have to pay for them yeah. in another way. And not again, not that they're not good, but to both of your points, like you have other financial obligations, priorities. So I, I think there's such a, that is such a key divide between in that Netflix comparison where, you know, a Netflix show, like I could, I could have gone and watched Arrested Development somewhere else, yeah. but high on life and, uh, you know, Atomic Heart next week. Mm -hmm. Major, big release coming up. Leave me alone, Siri. Why did <laughs> oh, Siri she does that to you too? She does that to you she too? You on your other subscriptions. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I don't subscribe yeah. to you. Why are you, why are you bothering me? She does this she during my out. Tesla podcast too. And I've gotten to a point where I just take the watch off. Weird. During, it's just like, you're, you're very eager to All the time. participate, Siri. It's fine. Uh, Cortana probably would be more respectful than Siri. That's why I could... <laughs> I get so it. Too. Anyway. I you had to turn it into it. Yeah, I, I respect it. We're on an Xbox podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but anyway, sense. yeah, I, I do. I really do think that's that's such a, a key difference between you know the, if you're going to bring in the Netflix analogy, which is generally a reasonable one, that you, these games just would not get played. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm without Game Pass. Yeah, and I, I remember in GameStop days where like the, all the thing was you would go there to get like used games, right? So you could actually catch up on these games that you didn't have mm -hmm. access to, but even then you still have to go like, well, okay, I saved up all my lunch money from like high school. Like I can buy one game, what do I buy, right? As opposed to now where you pay one subscription price and you have access to so many titles. And mm -hmm. I forget, what was that one? It was like Gamefly or something? Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It had that one basketball player who was always like, yeah, I get my games here. And I was like, I don't remember that dude doing very well. <laughs> I remember Still people... Still exists today, doesn't it? Does it? I think it does. Yeah, I think so. 
Oh I, my I god! Do know okay, that people like use Redbox and other sorts of things yes. to rent games. So like that's still a thing. Yeah. Um, but because I think it's important to keep in mind too that if you are paying for Game Pass Ultimate, that does add up over time. It's not mm. inexpensive. Yeah. Sure, fifteen so, bucks a month for Ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're if you're paying for that, and if you're paying for it strategically when you know there's games that you want to play, mm. like that ends mm. up being I think a pretty good deal depending on yeah what works best for you you bring up a good point there because i cancel subscriptions all the time like if i'm yeah. done watching stuff on netflix for a bit i'll cancel it for a while you know because i'm like oh we're watching stuff on hulu instead and so yeah i do that all the time so that's a really good point yeah um i will say too from like the business side as you were asking ryan yeah of like does microsoft care i i think they're presenting this to say that they do but at the same time i don't think their business side is ignorant enough not to know that this would be an obvious detraction from their sales, right? Like, obviously, they want Game Pass to do well. Like, they really try to champion the service, and they wouldn't do that without knowing that it's going to take a hit to, like, the actual physical game sales. Um, I think a big difference, though, between this and a lot of the streaming services, though, if we want to sort of compare it to that with, like, TVs and shows, a lot of those shows don't have physical releases. That's or true. they don't mm. have something. That's actually a big issue we're seeing with HBO and others right now as these shows get taken offline, and there's just no way to access them that's it. Like you just can't get them. Yeah. And that's such a shame. So one thing that I have seen too with um, Game Pass, so I'm working on our column for this week. And some of the games that I wanted to feature in my column that I was doing is obviously focused around Game Pass. Like they're already off the service and they're on like last year. And like, there's so many that cycle through, especially on the smaller side, that's like, if you miss it, like you kind of missed it. But Oftentimes, if you if you do see it and you do enjoy it, that's like a good opportunity just to go ahead and buy it. But the, the nice thing is that after it goes off Game Pass, it's not just like in the ether. It's not just gone. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. So that is nice, I guess, as a difference between those two systems where at least it does still exist. Um, I guess from also the gamer side of it, like, I don't think anyone cares if sales are down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... as long as I'm not paying more money is what matters, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with games being like $70 mm -hmm. at this point is kind of just slowly raising. It's like, I'm especially glad for Game Pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's like the only it's, it's kind of just a fanboy talking point, right? Like the mm -hmm. fact that like, yeah, it's. You never see Xbox games in the NPD top 10 anymore. <laughs> right. What on earth are we watching here? That's <laughs> my ad. Oh, yeah. games. Are, we, are we turning back the clock on the, something? I and just had a flashback. Oh, of Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Oh, Look at yes, this. Yes, I oh just had God. a flashback. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Ooh, oh my remember when you could rent an entire console from Blockbuster? Wild what? times. <laughs> yes. You could rent entire consoles. Oh, I used to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I remember yeah, I rented the either. Sega CD when it that's came awesome. out. That's awesome. Yeah. What? Oh, it was wild times. Wild, yeah. wild times. So cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Justin, uh, excuse me, Justin, Sean Crankle, who was from uh, the founder of Night School Studio, who is now, ironically, that we're talking about this, owned by Netflix. <laughs> but, you know, they did Oxenfree. Uh, and I remember he came in for an unfiltered shoot where we just did a, you know, hour long, let's talk about your career conversation. And I, and I had brought up game pass and, and he told me, yes, he told me that there, they saw sales on all platforms go up after the game was on game pass mm. because it just, it, you know, there was the awareness and the interest and people were like, and people were that really liked it were double dipping and buying it on other like their switch or something so mm -hmm. you know we know that every there are there is not a one size fits all agreement that microsoft makes with every single developer or publisher there are a number of different arrangements that can be made but yeah if you're a smaller fish in the sea as it were I, my my understanding is that generally microsoft will basically if you agree to launch into game pass they will, again, don't don't take me at my word as gospel here, but they will effectively guarantee break even for you. They're going to make sure if you if you commit to Game Pass and put your game in Game Pass, then you're at least going to break even uh, on whatever your development costs were, and and then ho hopefully it keeps going and you're able to to make profit on it as well. But you know that yeah. the, that deal is going to vary depending on if you're. You know, like a third party thing like like Back for Blood, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure the deal with with Turtle Rock and and uh was that does that Warner Brothers publish that, right? Uh was was probably pretty different because they're a major publisher and that's a bigger bigger studio. But you touched yeah. on something really important there, like um, like a second ago is uh 
I found this to be like a really, really, really big point of accessibility. It makes a lot more games a lot more accessible for people. And when it's more accessible for people, more people can talk about it. And then people who might not already have it can see it. Ah, I was talking with such and such about this game because now more people had access to even the knowledge of that game. And now it's just there's more room for it to be talked about word of mouth in general. Uh, which I feel like is a really, really positive and excellent point for Game Pass. Like, I, I love that about it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it really seems like now, and I think we've touched on this before, but but it's like Microsoft's not even really playing the same, at least the, the, their barometer, their yardstick for success isn't even the same one as Sony's and Nintendo's anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you, sure, you want to sell games, but but that's really all sony and microsoft do as they've done for decades whereas microsoft now they're they're sure they want to sell games but they also really want to sell game pass subscriptions Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. that's an added variable into the mix and now whether or not this whole game pass strategy proves successful in the long run remains to be seen but quite frankly i mean i I don't care if Microsoft's making money on it, right? As long as we're getting a good deal. We're gamers. I'm not getting getting any money from it. Yeah. (laughs) My only ask is that they put it on Steam Deck on an official app. Please and thank you. Yes. Yeah. Preach. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. See, we're all all really excited about this. Please. Uh Please and thank you. I would be over the moon. Same. Yeah. We need to get Phil Spencer and Gabe Newell in the same room. Like, Quick, somebody throw a party and invite them both <laughs> and tell them it's a surprise party for the other one so that they have to show up. It's like, yeah, Phil, we're having a surprise party for Gabe. You got to be there, man. And then just tell tell Gabe the opposite. So, and maybe we can we can make this happen. I'm telling okay. you. Then we lock the door and it doesn't unlock until we Yes. We just put an image, like a picture of Game Pass, like the logo on a table and the Steam Deck next to it. And that's it. Right. Maybe yeah. one laptop. Go. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because boy, that that would uh, that would probably sell a lot of Steam decks and a lot of Game Pass subscriptions yeah. if mm-hmm. if there were an official partnership there. I know you can unofficially do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. But that's I'm not trying to do you. all that. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to jump through the hoops, right? It's just mm-hmm. so, it's so much work. It's like I mean, people are like, right, well, if you really want to go put it in the work, I'm like, no, no. I pay this much money to put yeah. in that kind of work. I just want to play the game. Let me let me push the button and play the game. Exactly. That's what I want to do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hoping that's part of the pipeline with them having said that they want Game Pass on all your devices. It's yeah. like, well, this is my current big device that I want. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. I you sure much. hope so. And I guess the, the final point on this is the, the context to remember, which just, again, makes me laugh because we've, we've done stories like this before. This is, again, Microsoft, you know, that a, a company like this that's trying to be a, well, not try. they are a big player in the video game market and trying to be a bigger player. You know, normally we see them puffing their chest out and trying to look as yeah. as tough and awesome as possible. Like, look how cool Xbox is. But as they're trying to get this thing, this major deal approved by regulators, they're, they're like, they're, they're shrinking <laughs> this little town to us and just be like, please, sir, approve our merger. It would really be wonderful. And they're just trying to look as terrible as possible. And it, it just, it cracks me up that, that, uh, and then they, you know, they, they tried like, well, look, Sony, look how awesome they are. Like the stuff that they would never say to the public, but no, in a regulatory mm. filing to try and get their big deal approved, they will, uh, they will really flip the script. Anytime this comes up, I'm just like, shout out to Dustin. Miss you. I know. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I know. Was, he loves this stuff. Soft, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. He loves this stuff. He like, reads wait. all the documents and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I cannot. I can't wait for it to be over. I'm honestly just kind of tired of it. Like, I know. I shouldn't be, but I just like tell me: Are we going to be getting Activision Blizzard stuff mm-hmm. on Game Pass or not? Just figure it out. Just and then sort, yeah, sort yeah, it out. come back to us <laughs> again. Put them in a room, lock the door, figure it out. <laughs> well, that they, that is happening in a legal sense. Yes, the, yeah. the, the, the Microsoft going before the the uh, CMA there in the UK, and then uh, the F. They're going to be going before a judge in the United States <laughs> as the FTC has sued them. That's wild. Um, so we'll see how all of that plays out. All right. Uh, sadly, staying on this topic, related topic, <laughs> Bobby Kotick, the most beloved 
video game executive in the entire industry. Sarcasm. Mm. Just in case that wasn't obvious. Oh uh, yeah, mm. since uh... <laughs> <laughs> the guy who has a, I think if you Google image search him, probably the first thing that comes up is the <sighs> the Photoshop from like 15 years ago of mm -hmm. someone that may, just turned him into the devil. <laughs> Uh, and that's the, probably the most common Google image result for Bobby Kotick. Anyway, he will reportedly stay on as CEO of Activision Blizzard if Microsoft's bid to acquire the company gets blocked. According to unnamed sources in a Fox Business report and was spotted by GamesIndustry.biz, hat tip to them once again, Kotick, quote, will absolutely remain at the gaming giant to run the company, end quote. Microsoft has yet to confirm whether or not Kodak will retain his position at Activision Blizzard should the merger go through, though it was reported last year that the controversial CEO was set to leave the company after the deal was concluded. The proposed merger has faced stiff opposition from antitrust regulators concerned with the power imbalance that could be created by such a deal and its potential ramifications on consumers and market competitors alike. Despite these potential roadblocks, the Fox business sources are reportedly confident that the deal will succeed and that, quote, the only regulatory body that really matters, end quote, is the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. This is because unlike regulating bodies in the US and other countries, there is no way for a company to challenge a CMA ruling through law. So basically, they have one shot uh, and there's, there's no uh, appeal waiting for Microsoft if the CMA in the UK shoots this thing down. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ray, Bobby Kotick, are you... First of all, if, you, if Microsoft does get control of Activision Blizzard, how many days do you think it will take for phil spencer to kick his ass out of there i would truly hope that it is it is it's on the dotted line that is pre is post dated you know it's like hey once this is signed you know it's just all right adios you know i i really hope it's much sooner rather than later because i mean at this point if you don't know how problematic that is you you just you either don't care or just have not been paying attention um so i i would hope that it is much much sooner 
rather than later, to be honest. So we can also move on from that. Uh, Miranda, it's almost certainly going to be a golden parachute situation. <laughs> Unfortunately. Right? Yeah, if uh, like Kodak's not going to go away for free. That's the unfortunate mm. thing here. It's like, well... He's going to get paid more to go away than the rest of us make in our lifetimes. Probably, Probably. yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, there's no winning here. Yeah. There's well, nothing. Well, I mean, there is for Activision out. Blizzard's least, employees. Yes, that's true, actually. That, get, 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 get out. Yes. <laughs> get out. Thank Please. you. <laughs> yes. Like in Terminator 2, when the T-1000 gets in the helicopter and just tells the pilot, get out. <laughs> the guy just like. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bail out this airborne helicopter. Uh, but yeah, no golden parachute for that guy. Bobby Kotick mm. will almost certainly be getting one. Uh, but yeah, it's it makes sense. I mean, if if the deal is blocked, Kotick probably does stay on because then there's no golden parachute and he can just continue to make tens and tens of millions of dollars in salary and stock options and performance bonuses on an annual basis. Um, but you know, and this is something we've talked about before, Stella, but regulators approving this deal, which it's nice to hear the Fox business sources say they're confident in that it's going to go through. But I, besides Microsoft getting a giant, you know, new company under their wing, this deal, uh, if it goes through is, is probably the best chance that the tens of thousands of Activision Blizzard employees have mm -hmm. of getting, of seeing their their uh, up to date toxic workplace culture dramatically improved, right? Like, not yeah. that it can't change if, but you know, if 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 Microsoft doesn't take control and thus likely start cleaning house from the top, yeah. That, I mean, this is their this is that company's best chance of of uh, seeing a, a culture change for the better. Yeah, I mean, just because you cleaned out most of the mold doesn't mean that there's still some left that can grow, right? So right. Mm -hmm. it's like, this This is huge, and I hope this pushes people to be like, well, maybe something good could come out of the deal. I know that it's probably not the majority of what people are thinking about, um, especially with financial stuff. It's in also the works, not what the regulators care about, unfortunately, yeah, exactly. right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do know a lot of people... Uh, um, a lot of my friend group, we're just, we, you know, we, we play Overwatch and it's just like, well, we don't want to give them money. Like, you know, they're obviously, but the dev team's obviously doing a lot of work with this. So there's like, of course, there's no ethical consumption right now, but like, you know, it's still something that we're very conscious of, right? Because like for so long, the gaming community has been so toxic, especially with like stuff like this. When those stories came out, I was astounded. I was like, that's still happening. And it was absolutely disgusting. So I hope that even if the deal doesn't go through something is done but it's it's still he's so rooted that it i don't know if anything would happen yeah and i i, I suspect that i'm pretty sure we, we've only heard the tip of the iceberg as to mm. what yeah it, publicly as to what has gone on what has transpired over the years culturally at that company so um yeah we we've talked about this on unlock before in the in the seven thousand other times we've we've had to discuss this while we've been waiting for this thing to go through but you know, Microsoft has has famously in the last five, six years of, of acquisitions, they have famously shifted their their position from you know from imposing their culture upon a company to leaving a company alone that mm -hmm. it acquires. So double fine. Tim Schaefer, you guys be you. We're just gonna support you. Tim Schaefer's been on this podcast and talked about that very thing. Um, you know, Ninja Theory, you guys keep doing you. It's all good. Playground, <laughs> you guys rock with Forza Horizon and now Fable. Just just keep keep at it uh, and we'll support you. But with Activision Blizzard, it's the opposite. Microsoft would be doing the, again, tens of thousands of employees at Activision Blizzard a great disservice mm. if they just acquired the company and said, keep doing what's already, what's <laughs> already going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just be hanging back here. The word uh, irresponsible comes to mind if I, when I hear yeah. that. So, yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That is, I think if, you know, you may be rooting for this merger to go through because you want more video games, big video games on Game Pass. You may be rooting for it uh, to go through so that you get more first party game exclusives. But another <clears throat> reason to root for it is so that that culture can the toxic culture can really start getting rooted out from the top down 
because uh, I have zero doubt that that Phil will uh, will make a, a change right at the top and and start working his way down from there, and we will see uh, we will see some better better days ahead for the employees of of Activision Blizzard. Uh, let's see here. Next up this week, Hi-Fi Rush, the aforementioned game of the uh, of the month here that we've all been having such a great time with. There's an Easter egg in it that I want to get your guys' opinion on. Do you think this is teasing Evil Within 3? So Games Radar reported this, and it comes. the Easter egg comes from a, a screen that's visible in the game uh, for... Just a second. It's like it's just a blip during a cinematic that plays before the uh, before level eleven, and takes place in an elevator. So you see the screen in the in the image, and a, a YouTuber posted this up. Shiraco gets the credit here, and and on the image on the bottom, it's just like a news a fake news ticker within the <laughs> game world that says sequel to popular survival horror game franchise announced, <laughs> and so this could be nothing, but Ray. <laughs> Would 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 they really put this in there if uh, would, if they weren't doing Evil Within three? It could be nothing, or it could be something. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm I'm glad that they're having fun like this because yeah, honestly, it's like it, there either it is. way, hopefully they were like they were like this will get this will get people talking, you know, this will this will make people pay attention, you know, or go back and play that. And I'm like, so I mean, I love that they are being playful like this. I I hope that it's true. It's like them saying, "Hey, you paid enough attention that we're rewarding you with uh, some some uh, some news," you know. So I'm like, "Okay, let's let's go. Why not? I love when I love when they do this. Like when studios do stuff like this, it makes me happy. But I hope that this is something, and they are actually teasing people within three because that would be great." Miranda, I know you love the spooky game so much. <laughs> She's given me. She's given me. Did this. you see her face? <laughs> I saw her face. Her face. You know what I do love? I love secrets. I love Easter eggs. And it is your job. Yeah. Yes. Those are made intentionally. Like that's not put in. Yeah. For funsies. Like someone on the team didn't just like write that up and be like, hoo, 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 no one's gonna touch me. Like absolutely not. Especially Although those do problem. happen in some yeah. games where someone just stealth sneaks something in. Yeah, but something like this is. Is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Like, that's not just a one-off, oh, well, what if I <laughs> yeah. secretly announce that we're doing this next game? <laughs> that's you're getting, you're getting called into somebody's office the next day, like, excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, no, that's that's very intentional. So, the Evil Within 2 came out in 2017. Wow, that's so, a good while ago now. Yeah, I was like, I feel like it's been a long time, so that The world sense. was different then. It was, yeah. it really was. It's so, fine. do you think, before I get Stella's opinion here... <laughs> Do you think this is legit? Is the yeah. Evil Within 3 happening? Yeah. Yes. Stella? Yeah, I feel... I mean, I, I tried to play the first... I could not get into it. Something about the gameplay just did not connect mm. with me. And then I watched Markiplier play it. I did not understand the story, and I looked up Wikipedia on, on the story. It still didn't make sense. But there was a big fan base around it, so I feel like this is very possible. I feel like people really liked Evil Within, and... Um, I think they want something other than, like, Resident Evil, even though the Resident Evil remake is coming out this year? Uh, next month. Next month. Oh, my god. RE4. Yes. So, which I've never played. 37 so days? Either. Yeah, I'm, I'm not counting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've... I've uh, four is one I missed, so... I've, oh, okay. and I And I love the two and three remakes, so yeah. this is... I'm all over this one. Yeah, I feel like people just, like, they're in this... They want that sort of horror genre because it's a very specific genre, right? Like the way that you explore, the way that you loot and like can craft and then the way you do combat. So I feel like it would make sense. And I mean, they shadow dropped this. It's not like they don't have other teams working. Right. On... And it was a small team that yeah, did this Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's very possible. Yeah, I 100% I believe that this the Evil Within 3 is happening because as you said, Miranda, this this did not happen by <laughs> this did not get into the game by accident, and and also, you've got to look at like to, to Stella, your point, uh, you we have Hi-Fi Rush, small team, Shinji Mikami, the head of the studio, who also still makes games like The Evil Within One mm -hmm. and Two, the guy's entire like mo is horror games, and yeah. he's incredibly good at survival horror games, and we. We have he hasn't directed anything mm -hmm. since Evil Within Two because, uh, of course, he didn't direct Hi-Fi Rush and he didn't direct Ghostwire Tokyo mm -hmm. either. So 
what has he been up to? And what kind of games does he make? Oh, he makes survival horror games. So uh, there's one other component to this too that I think just further corroborates it, at least in my mind. And that is Phil Spencer has talked a lot over the last several years with all these studio acquisitions about uh, sort of plugging holes in the, in the first party lineup. Mm. And one of the holes in that lineup is survival horror. Mm. Like mm. we've got first person shooters. I mean, they've got 343, they've got id software now uh they've got cover-based third-person shooter gears of war they've got and they've got rpgs coming out of like every orifice at this point <laughs> yeah. over the next yes. between in exile and and um obsidian and playground and uh bethesda there's just so hope you like rpgs i, I do <laughs> i do thank particularly you. western do. rpgs oh, yes. oh i do yes, <laughs> yes indeed but there are no there are no survival horror games in the first party portfolio until now. Yeah. I, I, would you I think, count, um, what is it, State of Decay? Would you count that? No, that's, no. I, I mean, I, you could make the argument and, and I think we could have a spirited debate about that. <laughs> I love State of I Decay. Mean, I wouldn't debate you on it because I'm like, yeah, there's, there's spooky stuff in it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say it's horror though. Yeah. Which it, maybe... it's it's an RP I think it's an RPG quite frankly yeah. like it's a it's a systemic it's a systems based RPG uh with zombies yeah right like, like you, so you're managing relationships with the other people the other humans right like something that's... might be spooky for a moment or yeah. like tense but I wouldn't say I, I'm scared of that game like I go into that game excited every time I don't have to mentally yeah. prepare myself yeah so <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, uh, who better to fill the first-party survival horror gap than Shinji Mikami, a.k.a. the guy who created the Resident guy. Evil? The guy. Uh, a, a, key, a key contributor, uh, mm. credited as the father of Resident Evil. So, yeah, I think, I think the announcement now is just the official announcement's a matter of when. And as you noted, uh, Miranda, 2017? Mm-hmm. So... That could be an E3 announcement this year. In like six or years. Or so. summer showcase. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really excited for this year's summer showcase. I feel like... Same. It's, it, they got it, right? We don't know what's next. We don't know what's the back half of the year. Gear this 6, is the Evil Within 3. Exactly. We're turning the corner this year. Yeah. This is yeah. our year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. If we start to try and figure it out, like uh, as we're going to do over the coming three months into four Ugh, months until yeah. the until the actual showcase happens. Yeah, I mean, Evil Within 3, strong possibility. Gears of War 6, strong possibility. Oh, you're, you're already like... <laughs> if we don't get it next year, like, I don't think... In my gut, in my heart, I'm doubtful that it's this year. I'm doubtful that I'm it's doubtful, this year, too. Yeah, But Same. if we don't get it next year, I'm going to be very sad. That's all I can be. I can only just be sad, you know? Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And then I think uh, id Software's next game... Is, is a likely announcement for this this year's <laughs> summer showcase as well, which again, I think there's a strong possibility that it's gonna be a, a Quake reboot, similar to what it did with Doom, which would make me extraordinarily happy if, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, if that's the case. I think I'm one of like 12 people that liked uh, Gears Tactics a lot. I would love Heck another yeah. one of those. Yeah. I, would, I would love another one of those, so yeah. That was, uh, who did that, Miranda? That was a third party developer that they, was it Creative Assembly? It was them and I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll we'll get it dialed up here in a second. Although, Ray, did you finish splash it? Image. Thank you, Splash. That was like, yes. You did? Yes, and you know why? Hmm. You wanna know why? You wanna take a guess? Because it was on Game Pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I I got I I fully intended to finish Gears Tactics, and the I got to a point that the last the end bit of it was such a slog that I walked uh, away. Because they, you know how you, you you're given you have like a couple you have like a mandatory mission or two, and then it's yeah. okay choose one of mm. these other three mm -hmm. side missions, but the, it's just the same like three templates over and yes. over and over yeah. and it just the, that. the tam story was not moving forward and i'm finally uh, like okay. i i'm tired yeah. of doing yeah. this. there was a spot where the story just did not happen for a bit and it was like yeah, yeah. go do these side missions for a yeah. while and I mean, then it, the story will kick back up yeah i, I understand <laughs> in fact if i if i think about it now it is possible that i've net that that gears tactics might be the game my all-time game where i got 
really far into it without finishing it. Like, I'm not sure I've ever got, mm. gotten further into a game without mm. finishing it because I was probably 95% okay. done with it. I just got fed up with, with the just barrage of side mission, mandatory side missions at the end. Anyway, it is, it is a great game though, right? I'm with you on that. Away. <laughs> like, I'll just look up the ending on, because the characters yes. were good. The story was Abe. fun. Yeah. 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 It's all good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good summer showcase, but include probably including the evil within three. So buckle up. It's going to be good. Uh, next this week, Dam Buster Studios, the latest developer behind, Dead Island 2, the third developer that's finally getting this thing to the finish line for us. The release date for Dead Island 2 has, after been after having been moved back and back and back and back, it is now moving up a week. So that it was set for April 28th. It's now going to be April 21st. They took to Twitter to say, you asked for it, you got it. <laughs> I mean, we asked for it like three years ago. But... Yeah, like four years ago? Yeah. Um... Okay. That phrasing was really funny to me. I was like, ah, okay. Dead Island 2 went gold, and it's coming out a week early. See you in L.A. on April 21st, 2023. They, they posted that on their official Very Twitter good. account. They didn't need to call L.A. L.A. because everyone knows L.A. is hell. So. Mm, mm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a game I'm like 99% sure neither of you two have played and Ray I don't know about you Did, uh, American McGee's Bad Day LA what anybody no, no yeah you two are no. looking at me like I'm not look it up later that is yeah, not they're, on the radar this is I'm just saying this is not the first game to be like hey LA really sucks here's a game about it um, oh. anyway well uh, we can talk about that another time that was a uh, as I, I think I reviewed that for OXM and I think I gave it a pretty terrible review I, I remember that being not a very good game okay. so what you're saying it was a traumatic experience and it stuck with you gotcha I, to some extent I guess yeah <laughs> I mean and hey American McGee Alice American oh McGee's goodness. Alice oh, was awesome is this oh this is Bad Day LA our super producer Red oh yeah if you're watching God. us on video <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the trailer, it, the the full game's not really any better. It's uh oh my god, this is a fever dream. It's a really strange. It was a very strange. I can't game. get over the font this, being Comic Sans. I can't. This came out in two thousand six. Oh six, yeah. So I was definitely wow. most definitely still at OXM thought, at that what, point. What was happening in? I'm like, what? I'm like, what is the game? Yeah, sorry if you're listening on audio. The entire show's been. <sighs> been uh sort of derailed, derailed as yeah as, the, as, as, <laughs> as the train derails on screen for the trailer of of uh american mcgee's bad day la which was uh yeah not not a very good video game but um <laughs> anyway yeah dead island 2 I, I i need to look yeah, up so i need dead to look up too. the uh -huh. um the the metacritic just on that hold on american oh my god mcgee's I hope it bad just says day bad. Yeah, hold on. I'll get. Uh, I'll no get numbers, this. It really bad. was a bad day. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's not pleasant. Yeah, it's uh, a twenty-eight on oh. Metacritic. Twenty-eight. <gasps> okay. I was guessing it's like real bad. Twelve. Um, twenty out of twenty-four total reviews. Oh, this is the PC version, so I should go over to Xbox, oh, no. which is where oh. uh, where my review would live. But anyway. Yeah, 22 negative reviews logged on Metacritic, two mixed reviews, zero positive reviews. Mm. Yeah, IGN. Oh, so IGN back in the day gave it a 2.7 out of 10. <laughs> so almost dead on the Metacritic average there, IGN. Wow. Hey, hey. <laughs> Way wow. to go. Uh, IGN said there's little redeeming about a title that originally <laughs> held such promise. Instead of being showered with creative gifts, hilarious jokes, and unflinching social commentary, we get bludgeoned with tired toilet humor, witless satire, and artless gameplay. Let's just keep oh. it simple. Don't buy this game. It's terrible. Um, wow. Well said. I need to see... Yeah, is, where, Where's the little thing where it says also on these other platforms? <laughs> Dang it. I'm not seeing... I want to remember... I want to see what I gave it, because I don't remember... Um, well, I can't, it doesn't seem to be pulling up, but anyway, hey, one week early for Ted Island too, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. 
Yes, I'll, so, I'll take it. I love that for them. Yeah, Ray, where where are you with, with this game? Like, you know, it's obviously been a long, long time coming, but the mm. last time we saw it, which I think it was at Keeley's summer thing, like, it oh, looked yeah. pretty fun, right? Like, there's yes. some potential here. And that's all I care about is that it's fun. Like, as long as this game is fun, I'm all for it. I, I had some fun with the original Dead Island, so I was looking forward to playing this regardless of who <laughs> was making it. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to see that uh damn buster which is just fun to say um it's made a fun game for us to play so yeah the fact that it's coming out a little earlier is some good news when technically it's not earlier because it's still late regardless but you know hey it's fine do you think that they pushed up the release date because it was now going against jedi survivor ding ding, ding we have a yeah. winner it's miranda <laughs> sanchez yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah. like oh let's not there's just no game. question i mean it's like oh if we if we don't have to let's not <laughs> But it's smart. Like, don't really, you know, going going up against a, like, Star Wars appeals to basically every gamer. This yeah. is a reason, I mean, for us core gamers, this is a respawn developed, triple mm -hmm. A, uh, next gen sequel to an amazing game, to a game mm. that, that was one of our, you know, runners up for game of the year in 2019. And for, but if you're just more of a casual gamer, you're like, Hell yeah, the new Star Wars game where I get to be mm. a Jedi. That yeah. sounds awesome. Uh, that's that's going to win 10 out of 10 times against, again, against a lot of things, including Dead Island 2, a game that really only core gamers are even going to kind of be a, like paying attention to. And again, not to, I'm not trying to speak ill of, of uh, Dead Island 2. It just, this is... Man, this is the situation when it's we're facing off against Star Wars. This yeah. approach with Titanfall 2. <laughs> I wish you'd been on last week. I know. Ray, we we uh yeah, we had ourselves a good cry Aww. on last week's <laughs> podcast about At this point I'm just oh. disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also feel like the the zombie genre has been kind of tired out, which is why we're so excited yeah. about uh, uh Redfall. And yes, I was Redfall. Like, yeah. like compared Vampires. to if, if I have to play like, sure, it, Dead Island 2 looks really fun to just, like, run through, right? But I'm just, like, mm. compared to, like, other titles, I'm like, you know, I, I've, I've seen this genre before. It's just a lot of hack and slash. I'm okay. You know what Dead Island 2 needs? Fair. It needs to be on Game Pass. So that you can just <laughs> yeah. be like... It, <laughs> although, I guess what might end up happening... I mean, again, I wish it well. I hope it turns out to be a good game, but... Yes. I, like, personally, I am... If I'm lucky enough to get a code for it to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to, but I'm going to drop it as soon as I get Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah, like that's just absolutely. <laughs> a respawn. Yeah, that's yes. not, it's not a contest yeah. at that I mean, point. And, so. You know, there's another game that I'm sure a lot of people might not have heard about that's coming out a few weeks after that. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> Oof, yeah. So. Oh, you mean a little thing called The Legend of Zelda? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that little indie Tears game. of the yes. Kingdom. Yeah, so a little something. I, I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's th they're wise to move Dead Island up before that onslaught of those May and June games mm -hmm. starts. It's gonna uh, be a bloodbath. It, it probably is, but it's good for us, like as gamers, and oh, certainly I'm, on IGN, we're like just having a ball with it. So I'm having a great time. I'm having a blast, actually, a blasty blast, even. Yeah, Ooh -wee. good times. Hey, speaking of having a blast, let's finish the show with our Unlock Block trivia question. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Ray. <laughs> I've oh, never yes. gotten one of these right. <laughs> well, you know, maybe today's the day. I thought okay. this was a really good trivia question. It comes from Michael Shaw in San Antonio, Texas. His gamer tag is Omegatron X. Asks the following, what Xbox franchise has the most oh, unlockable achievements, including all games what? and DLC. So just the total tally of achievements. And we've got four franchises here that have been around for a while. Mm -hmm. A, Gears of War. B, Halo. C, Forza. Again, this is encompassing Horizon and Motorsport. D, Age of Empires. So, Ray, you're our guest of honor. I will go to you first here. You have, oh, you have a very strained look on your face on this one now if That's this were me i'll mm. say i i would probably narrow this to two 
Yeah, but I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm trying. Yeah. But I'm oof. I'm gonna go with B Halo. Okay. Final answer. Alright. You don't sound super confident. I'm not but because you're, Age but you're of Empires. I'm like, do they are they counting all the Age of Empires that they've put on Xbox? I'm like, oh no, if so, I don't know. But I'm I'm gonna stick to my guns. Master right. Chief got me. Alright. Miranda? I'm going to shake it up and try something different. I'm going to do Forza. Okay. Stella. I am stuck between Forza and Age of Empires because I'm like, why did they put that in there? Uh-huh. Like, compared to these other, like, really good, heavy, like, I, obviously there is an audience for Age of Empires, but I'm just like, oh, why is it there? <laughs> so I'm just like, is it, is it the, is it, is it to throw us off or is it because it's, it's the answer? And I, I don't know. My initial answer was Forza. <sighs> But it's like, I'll go do something different. I'll do something different. Okay. I'll say D, Age All right. of Empires. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, personally, I would have, this would have been, I would have eliminated Gears. Mm-hmm. I would have eliminated Age because Age hasn't, like, it was a PC, PC it, it, like, it didn't have achievements mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time. Okay. So, but, you know, Forza, there have been a lot of Forzas when you mm-hmm. combine the motorsports and the Horizons, and the DLCs. DLC. But the answer is indeed Halo, Ray. So, okay. nice job. <gasps> nice job. Yeah, I thought it might be with Master Chief Collection of how many There's, there's a lot of Halo. Like, yeah. yeah. I, counted, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was like mentally counting all the Halo games. I was like, thinking right. Halos that are like Halo Frontal Assault, like, then like Halo Wars. I yeah, think, we have ODST. Like, all those games. Yeah. yeah. I thought Spartan maybe. Spartan Strike. Just, yeah, yeah, Spartan yeah. Strike. Spartan Strike is fine. Just potentially with Forza's DLC because of how they release like all of their different packs. I was like, I don't actually mm. know how many DLC they are, yeah. DLC yeah. achievements they add with those. So I was like, eh, well, I'll try that one just in case. But well, nice job. Ray, great job. And Michael Shaw from San Antonio, thank you for that excellent thought-provoking Xbox. You're my boy, Omegatron. I appreciate you. You're my boy. <laughs> uh, if anybody else out there has a good Xbox trivia question, please send it my way. The email address is unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. And don't forget your name and, optionally, your gamer tag. if you'd like me to read that on the air, should I choose your question. And that will bring us to the end of Unlocked 582. Ray, again, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I promised everybody that they would adore you by the end, and I know I'm right. So now that everybody adores you, if they didn't already, remind everybody where they can find you and what you're up to. I mean, that's okay. And if they don't have to adore me, if they don't adore me, that's fine. You know, they, they, they can live that life and that's okay. I understand. That's unfortunate, but Hey, I'm Ray Apollo. You can find me literally just about everywhere as Ray Apollo, but you should probably just look for me on Twitch and Twitter as Ray Apollo. That's R A Y A P O L L O. And then maybe TikTok, but like, <laughs> mm, maybe not, but too late now. So yeah, I'll see you on those three platforms. Thank you so much. <laughs> Flexi, this good. Good. I love this. <laughs> it was great to see you again. You're, you're always yeah. add a lot of fun and, and good energy to the show. I appreciate it. I try. Stella, what are you up to? Yeah. So I, okay. Well, first of all, all the FPS games, all the live service games decided to update this week. So losing my mind over that. So yeah, working on that. But next week I will not be on Unlocked because I am hosting the Dice Awards, co-hosting with Greg hey. Miller. So I will be gone. Vegas, Vegas. baby. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. So everybody watch that. We're ha- we have that on, we're streaming it on IGN, yes. right? Yes. yes. So. Which is so funny because like they reached out before they confirmed that IGN was the live streaming partner. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> when, uh, do you know when we can remind people to watch that? When, what, like what night and time it is? It is the 23rd. Wednesday, I think that is. No, Thursday. Thursday. I don't remember the time. Okay, well, look it up on IGN (laughs) and watch Stella and Greg. We have the article on how to watch it, so yes. yes. There you go. Excellent. And Miranda. You can find me at Havocgrows, and that's Havoc with a K on Twitter, Instagram, and that's basically all I really use right now. Um, I'm very busy. We have a lot of guides. Please use our guides. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, the game is ginormous yeah. right now oh and your team really- has been has been uh burning the midnight oil to just get a very comprehensive guide for anything and everything related to that game yeah, right we've been working hard to make sure we have a lot of good and correct answers too because there are some people who are sharing information that are not correct so hmm. check out wow. our guide 
Thanks. Get him. <laughs> Get him, Ryan. Get him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And I kindly remind you again to pay attention to our Star Wars Jedi Survivor IGN first coverage all February long. It's already good. And there's more good stuff ahead, including our hands-on preview. We got to play, Mitchell and I got to play a, a pretty nice chunk of that game. So cool. And Mitchell has a big preview so coming, up, coming up for that one. So. Also jealous. For our super producer, Red, who always makes this thing seamless from both a technical perspective and a visual one. Look at that. He had, he had American McGee's Bad Day LA footage <laughs> up in like two seconds while we're talking about it. That is, that is some serious super producing, and we appreciate it. Uh, I'm Ryan for Miranda, Stella, and Ray. This was Unlocked 582. We will see you again next week. Hey folks, I'm Yen. And I'm Nat. And we're the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. Comic Sans is a show for people who know nothing about comics, like me. And people who love them, like me, and want to learn more about them. What makes you an authority on comic books? I read them, write them, live them, breathe them. What makes you the authority on knowing nothing? Honestly, Yen, two seasons in, I actually know a little more than I used to. You're welcome. The reason for that is that every episode, I make Nat read one of my favorite comics, like Daredevil Saga or This One Summer. And then he tells me what makes that comic so special. And then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. You can listen to the second season of Comic Sans now. With new episodes every two weeks. Wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Yen, I think I know so much about comics now that this might have to be our last season. Nat, there will forever be more comic than you will ever know. What does that even mean? I don't know, it sounds profound though. Right?